Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, we come before you this day, O Lord God, to pray that your Holy Spirit will be here with us today and minister to every single listener that is here with us today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, I don't have eloquent speech or an eloquent prayer, O Lord God. Just simply speak to everyone that is out there today. Touch them in your own special way. You know what people are wrestling with out there. You know the things that are going on in everyone's lives, O Lord. So I pray that this day, O Lord God, you shall minister unto every single listener. I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. You know, there are a lot of people that are out there searching for answers. There are a lot of people out there who are searching for God, especially with all that's going on in the world today. And to start with, it's important to know about searching for and seeking God because there is such a rise and such demonic activity going on all around us. We see it on social media. We see it on the news media. There's just, you see what's happening with the crime in the streets. There's so much demonic activity going on out there today that it's important that we know how to go about searching for God. Searching for God can be challenging for many of us because we want to believe people and the church. We want to believe that churches are who they say they are and that they have gone, have godly intentions. We want to believe that with all our heart, mind, and spirit, and that they are teaching and doing good and godly things. We want to believe these things. But unfortunately, nothing, 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 nothing can be taken for granted, not today. It's a sad reality, saints of God, but the same way that we have to teach our kids that there are a lot of people in this world who would, would want to do them harm. The same way we have to teach our kids that we need to, to, to that they need to be wary of who is talking to them, who is, is approaching them in the streets and in the stores. That, that same way, that, that same fact is true spiritually. Okay. The same way we warn our kids, we have to have some, some, uh, some caution, uh, at the spiritual level also. We might wish that everyone who held up a Bible and said, thus says the Lord, would really be a person that is sent from God. We sincerely would like that to be the case. However, we just cannot believe that on face value. Okay, You cannot always go by simply because someone says, thus saith the Lord, or, or, or speaks in such biblical language, you know, that, that what is being said and done are, are, are indeed the same thing. I mean, we must know and understand the word of God. We must know and understand Holy Spirit in order to get proper guidance in dealing with the things of the Lord. Amen. The sad truth is that there are indeed false prophets and teachers in this world who would lead you astray spiritually. You must be on guard against them at all costs. False prophets, you know, always sound like such a such a biblical term. You know, we read it in the Bible all the time. You know, false prophets seem like a biblical, such a biblical term. And you think about, well, what does that have to do with today? You know, you know, there are false prophets. Are they out there? Well, in, in, in modern everyday language, a false prophet is anyone who would misquote or misuse the word of God, you know, for, for, an, for an intended end. 
Okay, anyone that would misquote or misuse the word of God, interpreting, putting their own interpretation into the word of God, other than what is Holy Spirit driven, is indeed a false prophet. So don't get turned off when you read in scripture, there are false prophets among you, because false prophets, you know, it has a real life modern day meaning. And it's anyone who would tend to, to misquote or to misuse the word of God. Okay, and, and, and doing this, you know, it, it, it's not it's not a, a rare thing. You know, people out there doing this is not a rare thing. In 1 John 4, 1, John the Apostle warned, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Okay, it was true then, and it is certainly true now. Okay, if you know what's going on in the Christian world, and if you know the, the word of God, how many times have you heard or seen or observed someone speaking something that is not what the word of God is meaning, you know, is not what the Bible is saying? How many times have you yourself heard that? So we have to be very discerning and very, very careful when we are indeed seeking God, okay? Did you hear the use of that word where in, in John there says, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, did you hear the, the use of the word many? Okay, it says many. Didn't say a few, but he says many. So you cannot just listen to every preacher or teacher that's on television or any other place for that matter. You can't just read every book that comes along promising you spiritual growth. And there are tons of Christian books out there. Not all of them are bad. But if you do do pick up a, a, a Christian book, you know, something about the title, you know, you know, kind of resonates in your spirit or you hear someone that's advertising the book, you know, you know, browse through and read it with Holy Spirit discernment. Okay, just because, you know, it's written by so-and-so, 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 a well-known name, doesn't mean necessarily that it's always in accordance with the Word of God, that it's following God's Word, okay? It is so easy for man's opinion to get intertwined, especially when someone is writing a book or writing an article. So you need to make sure that you're prayed up and that you know the Word of God. And and, and, and if you're going to read that book, make sure, make sure you read it with discernment. And again, I want to make it crystal clear. I'm not knocking every single Christian book that's out there. There are many out there. There are some that I've read, the very good books over the many years, some that I've read that were very, very good. But I also prayed and I browsed through them before I picked it up and bought it. Okay, or downloaded it. I prayed and looked looked through it to make sure that it's in 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 adherence to the word of God. That is not just another man's opinion. Okay, you cannot just go to any church. Hate to say it, but you can't just go to any church or to just any meeting or listen to every kind of music that claims to be Christian. We even have to be careful about the music that we listen to. Okay, All right? because in song, you know, people, you know, you, you you can take words, you know, that have nothing to do with the Bible or biblical words or, or nothing to do with Scripture, and put it to a nice tune, a nice rhythm, a nice musical rhythm, and it sounds like a nice song. Okay, we need to listen to what the artist is actually singing in that song. Okay, and again, again, we just can't wind up going to any meeting or any church. You know, Jesus always said, "Be careful when they say that I am here and I am there." You know, just don't pick up and just go running just because someone claims that Jesus is there or that the speaker is such an anointed person. Okay, you make sure that you check that speaker out. You you, you pray about it. Should you go there, and and how much you should be letting letting get into your uh, spirit by way of the ear gate, okay, and the eye gates. All right, you need to make sure that what you're listening to is in line with the word of God. Many false prophets and teachers, as the scriptures talk about, are in this world, and Jesus commands us as his followers to beware of them. Okay, Jesus spoke about this also to beware of them. The real danger here is that people, including we Christians, are being sucked in and that we are forgetting that the only hope for our future lies in Christ Jesus. It's as simple as that. 
You don't need to be running all over God's creation to find God. Okay? We don't need to be running all over creation to find God. God is very near you. You're, the word of God is nigh unto your lips. It's in your mouth. Okay? So you don't need you know, that. Now, understand what I'm saying here. I talk so much about seeking God, and we should be all earnestly seeking God. The word of God says to seek me with all of your heart, to diligently seek me. I'm saying, yes, indeed, we should, we should, we should. All I'm just saying is that in this particular day and age, as it was in Jesus' time, we need to be cautious. We need to use some Holy Spirit discernment when we are out seeking God, okay? The word of God says that even the devil can appear as an angel of light. So we don't be, we want to be sucked down, down the, the, you know, the wrong path. You know, you know, the devil, too, recognizes your earnestness. The devil also recognizes that you have things going on in your life right now that are presenting challenges and that you want to be seeking God. OK, and the devil is so quick and so easy for him to pop up and say, yeah, here I am, here I am, here I am, and wave all sorts of little shiny things in front of you to get your attention, OK, and to get your mind and your spirit and your heart away from the true God. OK, so when we're seeking God, we just need to make sure that we are doing it with some with some discernment. So how do we search for God? Okay, then that's the question. How do we how do we indeed search for God? In the natural, in the natural, when we seek someone or seeking something, our eyes are open. Okay? In the natural, when we're seeking someone or something, our eyes obviously are wide open. But in the spiritual, in the spiritual, when we begin seeking God, our eyes are closed. Okay, listen to what I'm saying now. In the spiritual, when we begin seeking God ourselves, our eyes are closed. And then what happens is that God opens our eyes, opens our spiritual eyes so that we can see him. Okay. So when we wind up, when we're seeking God and, you know, we may not even know how we, how we are to look for him. So we're, we're kind of blind. We're kind of blind, you know, and if you're stumbling around blindly like that, you don't want to wind up going in the wrong direction. So when we start out seeking God, many times spiritually, our eyes are closed. So it's up to God. God will indeed open your eyes when it, when it's the when it's the condition of your heart that you're seeking Him in all earnestness. Okay, when you're seeking God in all earnestness, God will then open your eyes so that you can see. All right, natural eyes cannot see or discern spiritual things, and there are tons of scriptures in the Bible about that. I won't go through all of them now. Natural eyes cannot see or discern spiritual things. Okay, if we could, <laughs> and God in His infinite wisdom, you know, I'm sure that there's a good reason for that. Because if God was to just simply open our eyes to see everything that is going on around us right now in the spiritual realm, it would probably be a bit much for us to bear. Okay, we cannot see the activity that is going on in the spiritual realm all around us. And believe me, there is much activity going on around us. Okay, so God in His infinite wisdom, and I almost want to say God in his infinite kindness, okay, limits our natural eyes to seeing into the spiritual realm. If, unless, if, and when he decides to open our eyes at a particular moment to see something, to hear something, or to open us to the, to what is happening in the spiritual realm, which would be involving us as an individual. Okay. So God has the ability to do that. And any of us that have seen and, and have um, uh, uh, had an experience in that regard, God knows, you know, you know that God can indeed open your eyes so that you will see what's going on around you. Amen. But but again, natural eyes cannot see or discern spiritual things. Okay. And with that, why don't we go to two, two kings, two kings, and we want to go to two kings, chapter six, and we're going to start with verse number eight. Okay. Now, again, this is Israel. 
okay, at war again, okay? And in this particular time, it's against Syria. And it starts off saying in verse number eight, then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel saying, beware that thou pass not such a place for thither the Syrians are coming down. Okay. So in other words, the Syrian, the, the king of Syria was deciding that this is where I'm going to set up my camp. And then the man of God told the king of Israel, prophet of God, man of God told, don't you go to that particular place. That's what he's, that's what the, the prophet was saying to the king of Israel. Don't go there because the, the Syrians are going to be there. And then in verse 10, it says, and the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? In other words, who's spying, you know, on behalf of the, you know, and, and benefiting the king of Israel. And one of his servants said, none, my Lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Okay, so in other words, it's not one of us that's telling the king the king's secrets and battle plans. Okay, but there's this Elijah who's a prophet who is telling Israel, telling the very things that you're thinking in your bedchamber, your most private thoughts. Verse 13, and he said, go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do, or what shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Okay, so he saw all these chariots out there and he's getting scared. Okay, and he said, don't worry. Those that are with us are greater than those that are out there. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Okay. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, smite the people, I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Elisha said unto them, this is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led him to Samaria. And it came to pass when he came to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. The Lord opened their eyes and they saw and behold, they're in the midst of Samaria. Okay. But the operative verse there that I want to really have you focus on is verse number 17, where it says, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses of chariots of fire round about Elisha. Lord, I pray today that you open their eyes that they may see. Lord, I pray for every single listener, O oh Lord God, that their eyes be open, that they may see and understand what is going on around them, that they will be built up and, 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 and led and let themselves be led by the voice of your Holy Spirit, that they will see that around them, whatever's going on in their lives, that there are ministering angels round about them to keep them safe from harm, both seen and unseen. See, we can't see into the unseen world. 
But when when his eyes were open, this young man's eyes were open, he could see that there, there, were, there were, 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 were thousands. The Bible doesn't give a number, but there were thousands of angelic hosts and chariots round about the army of Syria that he was fearing so much. OK, so God does not always let us see into the spiritual realm. OK, that does not mean that you are not under protection. OK, it does not mean that at all. So we need to be able to make sure that we are trusting God. And how do our eyes get open? Well, by seeking God. And again, we go back to, well, how do we seek God? Proverbs eight seventeen says, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Okay. Those that seek me early shall find me. So it's a matter of you having a condition in your heart. Lord, I want to know you. Lord, I want to understand you. Lord, I want to be in your presence. Lord, I want to understand what's going on in my life, what's going on around me. I have this trouble before me. I have this, I have that. Lord, I seek you. I am looking for you. Speak to me. Hear my voice. Hear my voice. Speak to me. And so when you have a, 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 a earnestness in your heart to seek God, and it talks about always early, you shall find me. We must rise in the morning seeking God in morning prayer. You need to make time for God. Now, you've heard me talk about this on many, many, many occasions here about getting up early. You know, don't wait until it's late in the afternoon. I mean, you can certainly seek God and pray to God any time of the day. But when you're starting out in the day, that's particular, particularly important. When you're starting out your day and you have, you know, maybe a mountain of things before you, maybe there's some challenges, there's some difficulties coming up in your life for that particular day. Maybe there's a meeting that you're worried about. You know, maybe there's some other event that's going on that you're really not looking forward to. Seek God early in the morning. Seek his face that he may open your eyes and see what it is that you have to do to get you into that particular day. All right. To, to eliminate whatever worry that you have there before you. Okay. You got to realize that God is the captain of your ship. He's the master of your soul. All right. And, and nothing that you can do. I mean, you can attempt to do certain things, but God is the one that plans and plots the way for your life to make sure that you live your life the way he wants you to live it. And if you're living life the way God wants you to live it, then it's, you're going to be victorious. Okay. At the present time, it may not seem like there's any victory for you. The challenge that may be before you may seem almost oh, so impossible. But you get up in the morning there. You get up tomorrow morning, you know, and, and, and you seek the Lord. Seek his face. Lord, this is what's out there. Guide me, guide me, guide me. And if you're doing that diligently within your heart, with all of your heart, then you will indeed uh, uh, hear him. He will answer your call. He will answer your prayer, particularly when we have troublesome times going on. Amen. So with that, why don't we go to Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 4. And we want to start with verse number 29. Okay. And this is about seeking God. Seeking God. 29. But if from thence thou seek, thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all your soul. Okay, there it is again. If you're seeking him with all of your heart and with all your soul. Okay, the Lord knows that there have been times when I was looking for a particular gadget, let's say, or something like that. And I'm doing my research. Boy, oh boy, you know, I'm all over the Internet and, you know, I'm on YouTube. I'm finding videos. I'm finding written articles on that particular thing that I'm looking for. And I'm sure you've been there. If there's a car that you're buying, you know, you do all of the research on it. You dig, you dig, you dig, you dig. If there's a house you're looking at, also, hopefully you're doing research on it and you dig, you dig, you dig. Okay, that's when you're looking for something with all your heart and with all your soul. 
I mean, I can be so immersed in the subject matter when I'm searching for something that my wife will be talking to me. I don't even hear what, excuse me, honey, what'd you say? What'd you say? You know, so, so you can really, this is when you're really looking for something with all your heart and with all your soul and all your might. This is how we need to be seeking God. Okay. If you shall seek the Lord thy God, you shall find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Okay, so let's not make it a path, a passing thing. You know, if you've got a tribulation that's going on, then you really need to be seeking God. If it's important to you, you better believe that spending some time in seeking God will pay off tremendously, pay off tremendously. I mean, there's no two words about it. Okay, we can stop and think about what we can do, stop and think about what we can do, but nothing, nothing, nothing will will, will serve the cause uh, as compared to you actually seeking God and seeking his voice and seeking his guidance. Okay. With all your heart and with all your soul, seeking him. Verse 30, when thou art in tribulation, here we are now, listen. When thou art in tribulation and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swear unto them. Okay, so there, there it says, you know, when you're in tribulation, all these things come about you. You know, if you turn to the Lord your God and shall be obedient to his voice, all right, then he indeed will, you will find him. You'll find him. Okay. So when you're in tribulation, when you've got a challenge going on in your life, most importantly, now is not the time to run from God. Now is not the time to not seek God. This is the time where you need to seek him. All right. You need to seek him. And if you seek him, he shall indeed, he'll answer your call and he will guide you. He will guide you. And also, like I said before, in starting out here, we need to seek God with some discernment. Okay, with some discernment. And with that, why don't we go to Jeremiah 21. I'm sorry, Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. And we want to start with verse number 8. Okay. And seeking God again, which was what I said when I first started out with this message. We need to use discernment. Okay, and use some caution in seeking God. Okay, we need to know that we're not just, you know, throwing all caution to the winds. We're not we're throwing all discernment to the winds. We're forgetting about carefully, carefully, prayerfully, and checking, you know, that we're doing and we're hearing the right thing. Okay, so it says here, starting with verse number, number eight. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams, which you cause to be dreamed, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. Okay, now that's a powerful statement there. Powerful statement. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Okay, so that's those that are in the man. Again, prophets, diviners, it sounds like such a biblical term that is merely saying that someone that is presenting themselves to be um, uh, speaking the word of God, well versed in the word of God, giving you advice based on the word of God. Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive them. Be very, very careful about your hearing from people that are setting themselves up, you know, you know, to, to know the word so well, you know, or, or having an inside, inside connection with God and so forth, you know, and those that oftentimes walk around speaking so quote unquote religiously and, and everything, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, you know, and they seem so spiritual. Be careful about that. Make sure that you're checking so that you are not deceived. 
Okay, because the minute that we start, uh, um, how can I say, uh, gaining uh, opinions of someone based on, you know, their quote unquote spiritual talk and whatnot, we start thinking that they are so anointed and they are indeed a man or woman of God. Okay, they very well may be, but you need to make sure that you're sure. Okay, and do not be so quickly deceived. Okay, and one way you can be very easily deceived is that you are not checking what someone is saying to you with the word of God. And you're not checking it against Holy Spirit unction deep within you. Okay? Many times you can hear someone that says something that sounds so good. Sounds so good. It sounds so much like something straight out of the Bible. It sounds so good. Okay? And you maybe you, you're thinking, you, oh boy, this is it. This is it. You know, and, and it could be indeed way off the mark. Okay? It could be indeed false information. You need to make sure that you check it with the Holy Spirit that is in you. Amen. Amen. Pick up the word of God. Balance what they're saying against what the word of God is saying. The word of God is, is your barometer. It's your thermometer. It's your yardstick. It's your measuring device. It is everything uh, by which we make decisions in our lives. All right. OK. And of course, Holy Spirit is there, is there to point us and guide us. All right. So, again, the, the, these words that you're reading here are Holy Spirit inspired to be written by, by man here. It says, let not your prophet, your the, 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 the diviners who are in the midst of you. Okay? Be careful, they're in the midst of you, deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams, which cause you to be dreamed. Okay, now this is saying here also to be careful about you acting on dreams that you have. Okay, all right. If you dream something, don't all of a sudden take it and run to the banquet and say, okay, this is the Lord speaking to me now. Okay, I mean, you need to, if you have a dream about something and you feel that this may be God that's speaking to you, you need to take that dream to the Lord and say, Lord, I just dreamed such and such and such and such, Lord. What does it mean? Does this mean it seemed to me by that dream that you want me to take this particular action? Lord, if that was you bringing, bringing this dream to me, then give me some confirmation so that I may act. Okay, but the word of God says that neither hearken to your dreams, which you cause to be dreamed. Okay, so don't be so quick to just jump up and, oh boy, I dreamed this, boom, and go run and do something and do, go to A or go to place B or whatever. You make sure that you check it with God. Okay? And then back in referring to the, uh, to the prophets and the viners, it says in verse number nine, for they, they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Okay? So there are a whole lot of people there that will be out there prophesying to you or saying to you in modern day terms, giving you, God told me to tell you, or God wants you to do this, God wants you to do that. You need to be careful. You need to be careful. You need to exercise some caution, exercise some discernment, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. You see? So these people will even say that God told me to say to you, or Jesus said this, you know, or they will be talking all sorts of quote unquote religious talk that sounds so anointed. And say that God told me to say this, or God told me to say this to you. It says, be careful, yeah, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Okay? It continues on to say in verse number 10, for thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end, okay? Do you realize that God has thoughts toward you, and it's certainly it's thoughts of peace, it's thoughts of prosperity? God does not want you to have an end that is, that is going to be disastrous for you. God does not want you to, to be, to be a, a slave to sin. God does not want you to always be in constant tribulation. God has good thoughts toward you, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. 
Then shall you call upon me, it says in 12, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. There it is again. Then you shall call upon me, you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. So you hear these things coming from someone, or there's a situation that's going going on in your, in your life, in your life, and then, then, then you go and call upon God. And call upon God. If you happen to run across one of these people who says unto you, thus saith the Lord for you, the Lord wanted me to tell you so and so and so and so, you go and, and, you, and you check it out with God. Go to God. I've had it happen to me so many times, I'm telling you. You know, I knew someone, you know, who would run all over the, the country going to these uh, seminars and these other meetings at various organizations and churches and whatnot. And I've had them uh, email me. I've had them call me and tell me, oh, boy, I was just on, at the so-and-so um, um, convention and, and, and so-and-so was there naming the name of the minister, or the so-called prophet or whatever, you know. And this prophecy came forth and God told me to tell to tell you that this is what God wants you to do, exactly what he was prophesying. This is what God, do you think I just take that and run? with it just because she or he said that someone in this convention meeting heard a prophecy and that God told her to tell me to do so-and-so that I'm going to take that to the bank and run with it? No way. No way. No way. I, if and when I hear that, I take it to the Lord. I say, Lord, this is what I'm hearing. Yada, yada, yada. Does this line up with so-and-so? Many, many times when I hear that right away in my spirit, the Holy Spirit is telling me that's not so. That's not so. That's not so. Because many times people take, they, they take what they hear and they interpret what they hear to mean such and such and such and such. Okay. Okay. And, and, and many times those people may have, have, have good intentions. They may have good intentions for you. Okay, but it may not be God that is giving this person a word for you, as they say. Okay, so you need to be very, very careful. Call on God and, and, and you go in and pray, and it says that God will hearken unto you. God will certainly answer you and tell you, do this or don't do this, whatever, whatever it is. Okay, verse 13 says, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. There it is again. This seems to be an overriding, repeating theme in scriptures there repeatedly, that when you seek God, seek him with all your heart. Okay, meaningfully, the same way you would research that gadget you're looking for or that iPad or the iPhone or whatever new thing you're coming out with a, 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 for a ladies, a dress, a pair of shoes or whatever. When you would be researching that with such diligence, that's the same thing you need to do in seeking God. Have your, your all into it. Have your entire being with every fiber of your being. Okay, just don't make all that. I just say, I got 10 minutes more, I got 10 minutes. Okay, yada, 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 and you run off this prayer to God. Then you pick up and you go. That's not seeking God. It's not seeking God. If you really want to know God, spend some time, okay, and, and, and put in some effort seeking him with all of your heart. Verse 14 says, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place which I caused you to be carried away captive. Okay, so he's telling Israel that if you do this, then I will bring you back. I will take you out of captivity. All right, okay. We can be in captivity too in modern day times here. We can be in captivity. Okay. Anything that you're in bond, anything that, that, that you're bound to, anything that you are so caught up in doing, uh, 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 like a habit or something or something you, you believe in so much and, and it's being in bondage. Fear. You can be in bondage to fear. Okay. Right. So God wants to set you free from that. Okay, you can be in bondage to another person in that every in that every time that person calls and when it's in something important to do, you have to drop what you're doing and go and do what that person is asking you to do. How many times have people called you when you were on your way to church? You know, oh, can you just give me a hand with so and so? You know, on a Sunday, huh? can you give me a hand with so and so, so and so? Or give you a call just when you're about to go into prayer? 
when something really, really particular is going on in your life and you need to spend time with God and someone all of a sudden will pick up the phone and call you, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, I've got this issue. Can you come and help me with this? I, I, I. You know, we can be in bondage to people. There are so many things in this life that we can be in bondage to. So God is saying that he will take you out of that captivity, anything that you are held captive to, bad habits, held captive to worrying, okay? Hey, be held captive to worrying about finances, especially in today's age with the economy, the, the, the way it is. Anything that you are held captive to, if you seek God, he can set you free from it right now, okay? Starting today, starting today, make sure that you start doing that. Amen. God wants you to seek him. And all I'm just saying in this message is that you seek God, but use some discernment. Okay. Use some discernment. Okay. I, 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 I kind of think of you know, someone wanting to buy a car so badly, so badly. They need a car so badly. And they run out there and they're shopping around and whatnot. And the first time you go to a slick, smooth talking salesman that tells you all of this, oh, this is the car for you. It's got your name written on it. It does this, that and the other. And because out of your urgency, you jump and you buy that car and it's a lemon. It winds up being a lemon. Okay, all right. We can't do this with God because we have the urgency. We're really, really seeking out for God. Don't seek your answers. Don't find your answers in something or in someone that is not sent by God. That is not sent by God. Seek God with all your heart, but use some some discernment. Use some caution. Don't go swallowing whatever you hear, hook, line, and sinker. That's all I'm saying to you. Because today there are many, many false prophets out there. There are many, many people in modern language that would speak and talk the word of God that is not based on the word of God. It's their own interpretation, or it may be the devil themselves, you know, the enemy, uh, are giving some words to this person, and maybe they earnestly think that they're hearing from God. Okay? Okay, it's called the spirit of error. And they really think that they're hearing from God, but it's not. So we need to make sure that we're double checking whatever it is that we're hearing when we are seeking God, when we're seeking him. There is no looking toward another man to see or determine what our future holds. Okay, simple as that. Jesus holds our future and the word of God tells us all we need to know as guided by the Holy Spirit. All we need to know. Okay, You've heard me say a million times, the Bible is our manual for life. That's where our answers live, okay? Okay. And we can live on a day-to-day basis by the Holy Spirit. And it's so simple. I mean, you can be in the store, and, you know, I've heard things or someone say something to me, and, and, and right away, Holy Spirit and my spirit will, will, will check that. Don't believe that, or don't act on that, or, or, or that's not the case, all right? Okay? Holy Spirit is there to give you that guidance, you know? God says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. That's in Scripture. God says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. We need to stay alert against the wiles of the evil one, even in the church. I say again, even in the church. Okay? God's people, that's you and I, perish for lack of knowledge. Okay? Because of the fact that we don't have, we're not following the word of God. We don't have, have Holy Spirit. We're not following Holy Spirit who gives us that knowledge. Then we wind up perishing or can wind up perishing. Amen. So we need to make sure that we're listening. You know, the enemy is very, very crafty. It is, it, it is with the, the, the seemingly innocent things of life that are most often the most dangerous. Okay, we can't get caught up in that. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's not this, that's not that. That's, that's easy or that's simple or whatever. If the word of God says it ain't so, it ain't so. Simple as that. I don't care how simple and how easy it may seem to you. Those are the things that the devil just traps us in with. 
Okay, We need to make sure that we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, I say over and over again, and know deep in our spirits that our futures lie safely in his very, very capable hands. So I say to you today in closing here that, 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 that please do not be deceived. Look to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and indeed the life. If you're seeking God, make sure you continue seeking him with all of your heart and with all your soul. But just let the Lord guide you. Let Holy Spirit guide you. Let Jesus Christ guide you in, in, in making decisions and in knowing when it is uh, when you do connect with God. Okay, all right. Someone else will, you know, something else, someone else will present itself as God to you. You need to make sure that you know that it is indeed God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So continue seeking God with all your heart. Continue seeking him diligently and just use that discernment that the Bible talks about. Okay, these are not my words, okay? I'm not saying to you to, to oh, it's a dangerous thing. Don't get become afraid to seek God. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm just saying to you, what the scripture is saying there is that beware. Beware of the false prophets and the diviners and things that are out there that would want to tend to, to try to lead you astray. Make sure that you have Holy Spirit guidance. Make sure that you're looking to Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus yet, then, you know, now, 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 before it gets too late, you need to make sure you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He's waiting for you. Holy Spirit has been wooing you possibly for many years, you know, and maybe it's time now for you to just let the, let the Holy Spirit have his way and you open your heart to Lord Jesus to come into your life, to become your personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing. And uh, and uh, before we close this, think about passing on the link to these messages. We can be found at www.genesis1.sermon.net. If you look in the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and uh, you'll be notified automatically whenever these messages are made available. <clears throat> We're on YouTube, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Uh, we have free apps for, uh, for Apple and Android phones, uh, and they can be found at their respective uh, play stores. Uh, the apps are free of charge, you know, and you can download these sermons, either the video or the, just the audio portion, free of charge. Download them for future reference and so forth. Amen. Amen. So I pray that this message was a blessing to you and uh, pray you go into the rest of the day and the week ahead of you, knowing that Jesus is indeed Lord and that uh, you continue seeking God because he's there. He's waiting for you to reach out to him. And I, I, I promise you that he will, he, he will indeed respond. Or I don't promise. Let me take that back. The Lord promises that he will respond to you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week, that we remember these words, O oh Lord God, that we shall diligently reach out to you and seek you but at the same time, using some discernment and using some caution that we are not deceived by, by the various false prophets and diviners that are out there, oh Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. We love you. Thank you so much for giving us all of this knowledge, a wealth of knowledge, oh Lord God, in your word, oh Lord God. We thank you and we praise you and magnify thy most glorious name in the master's name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed and remember always that Jesus is Lord. I sing praises to you.